Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a couple seconds here. Just remind ourselves who we are, that we are our spirit. Our spirit, who you truly are, is one with God. He rebirthed you. And he gave you the soul that you have. And he gifted you with the body you have. Neither one of those was an accident. He intentionally gave you the soul that you have. And he intentionally gave you the body you have. For your spirit to learn how to learn certain things that's going to be unique to each one of us that we can only learn here on this earth. So let's just take a moment and and express gratitude and appreciation that God has put us in the situation each one of us are in and embrace our life here as an opportunity to learn to live as a spirit being. In him we live and move and have our being. Spiritually we live, solically we move, and in our physical body we have our being. So fully, God wants us to be one, spirit, soul, and body, in God. In him, he made the way for this to be possible. We, we had, our soul and our body had absolutely no say in it. No amount of effort could qualify us to, for God to restore our spirit to us. He decided to do it. for us to restore us to the kingdom the kingdom is in your midst your middle where you are now your center again you are a spirit you have a soul and you live in a body your body is not who you are your soul is not who you are So part of our purpose is to learn how to, I mean, wouldn't it be great if we could just live and move and have our being in God, be a spirit being now? But God, in his, for his purposes, in his ways, we, there are steps we have to go through. There's a learning process we have to go through. And again, I think in some ways what we learn, there's some commonalities to it. 
But I think in a lot of ways, it's an individual thing. You're going to be learning something different than me or someone else. So we can encourage one another in the Lord, not in ourselves or in a denomination or even a belief system. But God said, this is the way, walk in it. Not observe it or teach about it. But walk in it. This takes action on our part. And part of that process, part of being able to learn to live as a spirit being, is to be changed, to be healed, to be remade. The soul God gave you, for as long as you've been alive and some things we've inherited, has been disconnected from its life source. So your soul has gone astray. Your soul has been up to things that it was not meant to be up to. Sticking its nose in things it shouldn't have been sticking its nose into and neglecting things that it should have been taking care of. Now God does not hold that against us. Because he knows that this is the way he created us for now. He's the one who took away our spirit way back at the fall. That's when we all died in, our, in the first son of God, Adam. We all fall in Adam, fell in Adam, and we all rose and rise in Christ and Jesus. But with that rising, and again, this is to those who have accepted that that's what happened. That because of the fall, because of the sin, we, generation to generation, do not have that relationship with God. We do not have the capability of a spiritual relationship with God because God removed Adam's spirit and everyone after until Christ was without even the hope of knowing God's spirit to spirit. Now many before then knew him spirit to soul. But they were not able to maintain that one single, united, complete, entire union with him because they were dead in their spirit. Moses came down from the mount. His face was glowing because he was connected to the spirit of God because he was in his presence, in God's presence. But once he left God's presence, that glow of God's presence faded. 
But you and I, when we're in the presence of God, we're always in the presence of God. Once we've been restored, the presence of God is in you because spirit begets spirit. You've been born again. That's the part that was reborn, your spirit. That is part of God's spirit. There's only two spirit beings, and they're really one, God and us, the regenerated, the born again. We have his character in our spirit. We have his qualities and power and authority and anything characteristic, his love, his grace. Everything about God is also true about our spirit. So the problem is not a spiritual one. It's a soulical one. Our struggles are soulical. Our mind, our will, and our emotions, those are where the struggles are. Sometimes with the body, but most often just right in the soul. And when our soul is right, our body can deal with a lot of things. So how do we do that? How do we restore my soul, O Lord? How do we do that? First, recognize that it needs to be restored. We can't restore it. You can't restore your soul. You can't get it healed. You can't do these things on your own. You can't overcome the bad habits that your soul has developed. But God can, and God wants to. And he's doing it even now through your spirit. The very circumstances you're in, you may be railing against them and want to get out of these circumstances, but those very circumstances are the it's the environment God has created to free your soul. To free your soul from its bad habits. And the freer your soul becomes and the more healed and the more responsive to spirit, the more eternal life flows from the spirit of God through our spirit and into our soul. That's how we were created to operate here on this earth, spirit, soul, and body. Not body, soul, and spirit, or soul, spirit, and body, but spirit, soul, body. Eternal life flows from God through our spirit, into and through, into our soul, and through into our body. There's a simplicity of being able to just rely on God to make the changes that need to be made and pay attention to the homework he gives us. He wants to teach you what you need to know. He wants to train you, give you the homework, encourage you when you need it, give you direction and guidance when you need it. Does that mean we aren't paying attention to what's going on around us? Absolutely not. What's going on around you is part of your circumstances. 
that he wants to train you to overcome. Not be afraid of, but again, every circumstance, what's going on in your world, what's going naturally, what's going on in your family, what's going on in your government, what's going on in your neighborhood, your job, your body. These are all the environment and the circumstances God created specifically for your this time in your life to bring you into oneness with him. Now, he's doing this because he loves you. He can't help it. He made you exactly the way he wants you. He made you in his image, in his imagination. He's creative. And for the whole purpose of why does he create anything? How does he, why does he create the, the planets? It's his nature. And he's created us beings, us spirit beings here on this earth, again, that have a soul and a body, so that we can share in that creativity and share in what he is doing, not to take it over and not to do it ourselves, but to share in it. Be joint heirs and co-inheritors with what he is doing. He is not looking for robots. He is not looking for people who are scared of him. He wants us fully mature spirit beings. And I'd say equals, except God has no equal because we are in him. We are his, his progeny. We are his sons. And he wants us what did Jesus say? I'm, I'm going so you can do more. Greater things shall you do because I go to the Father. So he wants us to do better. Think of that. Jesus wants us to, to do better than he did. That's something to think about tonight. God wants us to do better, to do more. Whatever that means. Practically, we don't know what that means. From God's point, that's what he's looking for, is how do we express him? Do we have his love? Do we have his creativity, his giving, his encouragement? When people see you, do they see him? I love how Jesus said, "You when you you know where show us the Father." The disciples asked, "Show us the Father," and He said, "Have you been so long with me that you do not see Him?" And when we accept that God want wants to, that's His goal. 
is to bring us into wholeness. It's not to get us into ministry. It's not to change the world. Now, you may do that. You may get into ministry. You may become president. You may become the first, you know, anything. Fill in the blank. The greatest prophet or healer or can raise the dead, fill stadiums, whatever. But that's just part of the process. That's just the project, the circumstance that God has put you in to accomplish his goal in you. Again, what's his goal? For you to be one, spirit, soul, and body in him. So he can pour himself into you. Again, what is his nature? His nature, he is he is love. That's what he is. But what does he do? He gives it. His love is not stagnant. It's not like a glass of water. It's the ocean. Constantly moving, constantly changing, constantly expressing, and having an effect on everything it comes into contact with. So to try to describe God and what he wants to do in and through us is like comparing the finiteness of that glass of water to the infinite changes that are going on and the life and the the depths and the unknown mysteries that are in the ocean. We don't know what we don't know. But if you want to know, ask the Lord. Lord, I want to know more. I'm open. I want to know everything you want me to know. Give me a new thirst, a new hunger. Stir up. Don't let me be satisfied with anything less than everything you had for me. Now, over the next few months, we're going to be changing some perspective a little bit on some things as we get into some practical applications of what we've been learning. Because really what we want to learn is how do we practically, what would it look like to live as a spirit being and start doing that and seeing how it works. If we are a spirit being, how do we then what words do we use to think in our minds? How, how do we live differently? How do we communicate with God? How do we communicate with our soul and with our environment? When we look at how Jesus did, how Jesus communicated, and again, we're to do greater things, and even the disciples that walked with him, that were not spirit believers they they did not have a regenerated spirit yet that was not offered that was not available until the resurrection so even though they were his disciples they were not born again and yet they felt thought nothing 
of calling down fire from heaven. And they were able to go into all the land and cast out demons. And the demons were cast out. They were afraid of them. Now, how is that possible? They did not, they were not born again. They did not have a fresh, a new spirit. How did that happen? So we've got some interesting questions. And we're learning new languages and new ways of expressing what God is doing and wants to do and what our spirit, your spirit, want, how your spirit wants to relate to your soul. So over time, hopefully, we'll, we'll be able to nail this down where we can learn some things and really make some progress <clears throat> on an individual basis. Because what you're struggling with now, we want you to overcome. That's the goal. It's not that you struggle and struggle and struggle and then die. No, that's you are an overcomer. Now, is there anything wrong with struggling? Absolutely not. Making mistakes? Absolutely not. We're going to do that. That's part of the job. It's part of the progress. but it needs to be an effective struggle. And we're going to learn from our mistakes and not just give up. And this kind of brings us back to what we've been talking about is hearing from the Lord, learning to hear from Him, how essential that is. And even dealing with our stuff, are there... Are there ways we can speed things up? Now, a lot of people don't want to speed things up, and that's fine. You're, everybody's on their own path. And odds are really good that if you don't want to speed things up, if you like your life the way it is, I kind of recommend that you not listen to these podcasts anymore. Because once you hear some of these things, there's, your soul is going to respond to it because your soul is going to recognize it as an opportunity to know God. And your soul does want to return to that relationship with spirit. Your soul, when it was united with spirit, had all its needs met. All its needs for love, for acceptance, to be valued and protected and safe and recognized. And we all experienced that in Adam, in the garden. Adam didn't need anything. But one thing, one aspect of his relationship with God, he could never experience. Well, if he didn't need anything, what could that experience be lacking? Well, he could never experience gratitude. He could ne- Adam and Eve ne- could never appreciate God. And it's not that that's a bad thing. It's just... 
It's an innocent thing. They they didn't know any better. They had always had that relationship with God. So they were never grateful for it. They always had the presence of God. So they didn't value it. And that's where what the main thing God wants us to learn is that aspect of his nature, the giving and the appreciation. God gives unconditionally. All he asks is for us, our soul, to accept unconditionally and just say thank you. Now, there may be other aspects of his nature that he expre- that he works on in his people here on this earth in different ages, but for right now, I think that's really what he's focusing on is gratitude. Restoring gratitude to our spirit, soul, and body. So one of the ways we express gratitude is being willing to be available to God when he wants us to be. Now, he's put us all in different lifestyle situations and all different circumstances. He knows where you're at. And some people can give hours a day to waiting and and listening and being available to him. Others have 10 minutes. Now, God knows that. And as we give him that 10 minutes, we find ways to make it 20. Not because we have to. Not because it pleases him. But because we want to. We want to spend that time with him because we are receiving life. Our soul is being fed, nurtured, healed, restored. And one thing we all have in one way or another are the night seasons. We all have set aside a time for sleep. And regardless of how much time you have for sleep, whether it's 10 hours a night, or if you're working third shift and you sleep during the day, that you're not off the hook. But taking time during that time has a special place in, has a special effect in getting us farther down the road, making a greater change than at any other time during the day. It expresses gratitude. We are, we are expecting God to move on our behalf, to change us, to help us, to restore our soul, to relationship with our spirit. And when we give up in one way or another 
nighttime or sleep time to communing with him, being available to him, sitting up with him. It's a it's pleasing to him because it shows appreciation. Now again, it's not that we're doing it because to in order to please him, but because we have already pleased him. We love him because he first loved us. We are responding. So when you start spending time, if you spend for ten, you know, if all you've got during the day is 10 minutes and you spend that 10 minutes, that extra 10 minutes over coffee or while the kids are just settling in for their nap, whatever, just 10 minutes. When you give him your only 10 minutes of the day and you learn that that whisper that you're hearing at night is him waking you up. That's when he's making up all the time that you didn't have during the day. So get up. I'm here, Lord. I'm available. Nothing needs to happen. You don't need to get any revelation. You don't need to feel anything or express anything. Just be with him. Keep him company. So much can be sped up or filled in during the night seasons. So we will continue talking about how important the the night times, our night times are, and how the different ways God uses them, and how he's focusing in on bringing us into a greater sense of gratitude. We'll pick this up again next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainer's Radio. Have a great night.